everybody. Welcome to the Author's Forge, where every good conversation starts. We are excited. We have... Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation starts and starts. I'm already getting my words all twisted. Look at that. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, we have Victoria Hyla Maldonado with us tonight. Victoria, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, other than twisting my words, obviously, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> We're the best of us, promise. I know. We're so excited to have you here tonight. I want to do a quick introduction and then we're going to get to know you a little bit better because I know that I want to get to know you a little bit better. I love the artwork of your book. Uh, I've watched some of your lives that you've done on your page and I'm sure that our guests are ready to get to know a little bit more about you and your author journey. So everybody, Victoria Hyla Maldonado comes to us from Chicago where she lives with her husband and children. She has been writing her whole life and recently has penned anthology short stories romance and children's books. Victoria works as a freelance writer and editor and has also worked as a teacher. So let me thank you for being a teacher because that is extremely commendable and one that I thought at one point in my life I wanted to do and um, I'm very thankful that God had other choices for me. <laughs> it's, it's a tough profession. My mom was a teacher um, and so that's why I kind of thought of going into it but I majored in English um, and okay. then got a teaching minor, which is how they structure it for high school. So, yeah, I mean, I, I liked teaching, but um, this is really my passion. So, Can you pinpoint the moment when you knew that you wanted to write? Because you say that you've wrote your whole life, but do you mm -hmm. know when you wanted to do it and that was it? Absolutely. Um, well, I was nine, honestly. And um, we had this assignment for my reading class to write a book. And I actually have that book, which is <gasps> hilarious. Um, and it's, it's an Oz fan fiction. So it's called um, The Adventure of Emerald. And it's kind of like an Oz fan fiction. Um, but I wrote that little book when I was nine. And, you know, I got an A plus and all that stuff. And then I was like, I love doing this. This is what I want to do. And, you know, it fits and starts, fits and starts. I wrote a lot in middle school, like poetry and romantic shorts and stuff. Um, and then started my first novel when I was 15. So, wow, that's impressive. 15 years old, starting your first novel. How did that feel? It was, I didn't realize I was starting a novel. That was the, the thing. Um, and that kind of goes into the, you know, ins inspiration for that novel. It's, I'm backwards. Um, this one, <laughs> um, In Death We Part. Um, basically, I was sitting in gym class and I was a freshman. And this guy I had a crush on, he slides up next to me and he says, write a book about me. I guess he had found out I was a writer. And I'm like, okay, give me a character. Um, and he gave me the cowboy character, which was the, is the main love interest in the story. And then the story just kind of build, built off of that. It started as a 50-page novella. And then over the next, I don't know, 13 or so years, I just worked on it, reworked it. It grew up with me. And I was able to turn it into the first novel. So, wow. Now, do you 
So you said that the story developed itself, basically. So do you sit with it? Do you outline everything and then fill in the blanks? Or you just kind of write and let the story develop itself as it goes? I wish I did outline more. Um, it would probably, probably be more um, efficient. <laughs> but um, I, I basically, I, I start with the main uh, romantic or emotional arc in the story. And then I start vaguely outlining the key points that I want to hit. And then I fill it in and make sure everything connects and go, you know, there's always revisions and going back and making sure everything connects. But I never start, um, go from start to finish. Mm -hmm. But it's weird until I, until I know the end of the book, it's very hard to write past the, the, the emotional arc. So I have to write the, like something in the center that's really emotional then start from the beginning, map some stuff out. And then once I figure out where it's going to end, then it just all flows together. So it's, it's very an interesting process. It's terribly inefficient, but it's, it's what I do. But it works great. It works great. It produces some amazing books. So you write romance and children's books. So what yeah. is it about those two genres that just speak to you in particular? Um, I never planned to write children's books. And honestly, um, I have a friend in Romania who's an author and I was editing some of her English translations for her books and she was translating some of my stuff. And she's like, you know, I also write children's books. You should try it. And I'm like, oh, that's silly. I write women's fiction and romance. Like, what, what am I going to do with that? And then um, I had this idea for Bartleby the Brave, which is my first children's book. Um, and then um, I just kind of sat on the idea for a while. And then I was putting together a poetry anthology for a friend of mine who um, passed and never published. So it's kind of a posthumous poetry anthology. And as I was doing that, I was getting artists that were donating artwork for the anthology. And I came across this man, Ronald Botts, who did these beautiful birds. And the idea I had for a story was a bird. And so I asked him, like, have you ever thought of doing children's books? And he's like, I would love to do that. And so then, um, then I, you know, rushed through and wrote the story of Bartleby in like a day or two days or something like that. And then I sent it off to him, and we collaborated, and you know, on the artwork, and you know, then it it got born. And now I'm addicted to children's books because they're so fun. And yeah. um, I wrote my second one, which is Tears for a Butterfly, and then a good friend of mine from high school did the artwork on that, Kieran Wilson. Um, and then, yeah, I have a two more, well, one more that's written and being illustrated and another one that I'm currently writing. So, wow, it's fun. Yeah, I, I do love the artwork. I saw when you were releasing uh, the butterfly book and the artwork is absolutely beautiful on that one. So I commend your artists because you've got some fantastic artists working with yeah. you. And what I do, I mean, if anybody else is doing children's books, what I've done is I go to the I go to artists first. I don't go to illustrators because mm -hmm. I think the art speaks for itself and then I can mold it into an illustration. Like I can guide them, like leave me room for this, or, you know, this is what I want to see on the pages. But I think that having those artists that are so talented, and I get so many compliments on Ronald's um, stuff in Bartleby, that it's just like, I want the art to be first, and then we can meld it into the story and what the characters are doing. So it's right. fun. What do you find is the hardest part of being an author, if any of it is hard at all? Well, for me, the writing part comes e comes pretty easily. Um, I don't lack for any inspiration. I'm 
overwhelmed with the projects that I want to do. Um, but I, so I really think that the marketing aspect, the selling aspect, it's a completely different skill set than writing or editing. Um, and that part is just, I'm overwhelmed by it. I would like to just sit and write um, and then do interviews and stuff. But it, you really do have to kind of market. And I, I never want to be too pushy or I'm like, oh, yeah, I have some children's books. Ah. You know, I don't know what to do with that. Um, and I mean, I write because writing is what I do. And yes, I need to sell them too. But that I find that challenging. I really do. Yeah. yeah, marketing is one of the most challenging uh, parts in the indie author world because, you, one, you have to figure it out, right? You have to learn how to market, and you're like, well, I'm an author. I'm not a marketer. I mean, you know, come on. Like, how are you doing that? Uh. <laughs> right, and, and it, can, it, it can be very expensive as well when all you want to do is pour all your money into your art, which mm -hmm. is the writing part of it. So I, I get that. I struggle with the marketing part myself, and I hear that from a lot of indie authors, and I wish that there was a way to make it easier. I mean, the, the author's porch was created to assist mm -hmm. in that, mm -hmm. but that's just a tiny pin drop. I mean, there's so much more that, that needs to happen. And that's um, what I found with marketing is there's these tiny little pinpoints of things you can do and you just hope something hits. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I actually found a blog post, um, Nibble Art. They're one of the cover designers. They're the cover designer that I go to for my, my covers now. I just started using them recently. But they did a blog post on all of the different places uh all of the different bloggers and shows that you can do for free that will uh host your books basically oh, wow. and and do massive uh push outs of your books and they have these big um newsletter lists they have mm -hmm. like thousands of people on their list so um it might be something to look into to help get yeah. uh, shoot me an email afterwards at the authorsporch.com if well if anyone watching wants that i can give you well just nibbleart.com actually is the website and their blog post was great because i started getting on to all these different um blogs and submitting my my information and then i seen the emails going out and i was right there with a bunch of other authors and i was like wow they're going out to like thirty thousand people well hopefully i'll get some book reads and i i did start seeing some traction in my sales mm -hmm. so that was good i mean it wasn't massive but it was good it's um, better than nothing <laughs> absolutely so what genre do you read I typically read romance because um, I don't get a lot of time to sit down and read. So I like to do audiobooks a lot. Yeah. Um, and I can do menial stuff that I, sh I should be doing. Um, and then I can get my books in that way. Um, but um, sometimes um, sci fi or fantasy. And then um, every once in a while, historical fic fiction too. So, but generally, I, I start looking at romance and then I kind of go from there. Yeah, you know, I never start, I never really read historical fiction until I was introduced to the books that were reading on the Bombshell Book Review. I had watched them TV shows, mm -hmm. but now I've started picking up the historical uh, romance. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like this one. Mm -hmm. These are really interesting. I never realized that I watched them on TV, but they're very interesting. Um, so when it comes to inspiration on writing your books, where does that come from? Like, what is it that just kind of just fills your mind with ideas? 
Well, I mean, it really depends on what I'm writing. But like I said, for the first book, it was, you know, this guy I had a crush on. He's like, oh, write a book. Um, but then, um, so it is a trilogy that I've published. And so they kind of build off each other. Um, mm -hmm. So in the subsequent one, I was really inspired by this really minor kind of character that I had introduced in the first book. And I didn't even really know why I was introducing it. It just kind of happened. But then I'm like, oh, that is cool. And then I wanted to continue the main character's story. And so that kind of um, inspired that. And it's always a little bits from my life, but like the stories are not about me, but it's little snippets and little bits. Like if somebody knows me, they'll they'll key into some of that stuff. Like in, in my third book, um, this way, um, Awaken Elysian Fields, there's a set of twins in there and they're boy girl twins and they're actually based on my own kids. Very <laughs> cool. It's just a small little snippet, but um, but if somebody knows me and knows my kids, they'd be like, oh my God, that's Joaquin and that's Mika. Oh, so funny. Um, but yeah, so there's little bits and pieces of my life. And my third book I actually um, was, I, I, I like stopped writing for about six or seven years. I was just going through some tremendous life changes, um, both negative and positive. Um, and, you know, after that time, I had a lot of stuff to work through. So actually, my third book really helped me and it's called Awaken Elysian Fields, um, if I didn't say it before. Um, but yeah, that one really helped me work through some of my own personal um, romance issues. Um, so it was, it was very therapeutic. So like, yeah, for the most part, I stem my, my, my big novels from my life um, for shorter stories. I usually find a little idea that kind of inspires it. And for the children's book, I look to nature <laughs> and, and weird animal behaviors that can then be turned into like really cool emotional um, lessons that, that are great for kids. So I love that. I love the little weird animal behaviors. I love that because <laughs> I, quite often with my dogs, I make up little stories of what they're thinking when they give me a certain look. And then I go down a rabbit hole and I wrote books about my dogs because of that. It. So yeah, we're kindred spirits on that one because awesome. it, yeah. And there's a spider in my front yard um, that weaves a web from the tree down to the ground oh. that I got caught up in one day and he's quite big and I named him Chuck. So I look for him in the morning when I'm walking my dogs. So, I mean, it's just <laughs> those yeah. little things. Yeah. So I totally get it. I definitely get it. <laughs> Like, like the inspiration for Bartleby is seriously when you're driving along a road, the birds dive bomb your your windshield. Yeah, I see it almost every time I'm in the car, and in my head, I'm like, why do they do that? They have the entire sky. Why? And there is a scientific explanation. They use the updrafts, and then they, you know, to get away from predators. Yeah. But I turned it into this cute little bird cup competition that the main character wants to go watch and then you know the story just kind of went off from that and then in the butterfly book this way um the butterfly <laughs> book um i was looking for cool animal facts and i found this and some of them were really weird so i'm like no that that really can't happen um and my dog of course is going to pick now to bark um but yeah so i learned that butterflies and moths drink the tears from animals like crocodiles and turtles and birds and they do that for nutrients and things like that. And I was like, that is really kind of cool. And then it turned into this whole em em empathetic, empathic, um, you know, symbiosis and compassion and love um, story. So it became something from science. And then 
moved into something emotional. So it could be taught in school with science principles. That is super cool. I love that. Are they on Kindle Unlimited? Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Send me the links after the show. I want to read both of those children's books because I'm very fascinated by them, actually. Um, I love children's books. I'm a kid at heart. I won't lie. I'm a huge kid at heart. Um, And obviously, I can go through a children's book like nobody's business. So do you write to market or do you write for passion? I write for passion. Um, I mean, there's certain things that I just have to do. Like with children's books, I have to write in verse. Um, I, I write in rhymes um, and there's there sometimes complicated rhymes and there's a particular rhythm. Like if this story should be slow, it's a slow rhythm. And then if it's a very exciting scene, the rhythm will get really fast. Um, so I write just for my own pleasure and satisfaction. And then I hope that it, it strikes a chord with someone somewhere. And I've, I've had success with, with both those ideas. <laughs> I like that. So you told us a little bit about your children's books. Tell us about your romance novels or maybe the trilogy that you have behind us. Give us a yeah. synopsis of some of them. Yeah, it's called the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy. And book one is called In Death We Part. Um, book two, which is kind of hidden, <laughs> is Running in the Mist. And then the third is Awake in Elysian Fields. Um, and it is um, a, a big um, story arc. The first two follow the character of Brianna Wilder. Um, she's 17 at, at the start of the first book, and she has just lost um, her parents in a car accident. Um, and she's from Chicago and has to go to New Mexico to live with her guardians until she turns 18 in a couple of months. So it's that it's that culture shift from big city to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which although it's a capital, it's, it's a small city um, and lots of wilderness and things like that. Um, but then she she um, kind of likes somebody back home, but then she meets the cowboy guy, guy out in um, New Mexico. So it's kind of that dynamic. She's finding herself. She's trying to get over her parents, and she's also trying to understand what it means to love. Um, and then the second book is a continuation of that story. She's back in Chicago um, facing a, another level of tragedy, and she is trying to convince herself that she's allowed to love again. Um, and then the third book is actually on a different character. It is, um, it's that character I mentioned that I introduced in the first book and become, she becomes a character in the second book as a child. And then this is fast forward, um, 10 years or so past the end of the second book. And now this is her story and her name is Elise. Um, so Awaken Elysian Fields, kind of her name is a play into that. Um, but yeah, no, she, um, her mother died when she was very young and then that's how she becomes associated with the uh, girl from the first two books. Um, and then she is just, she's going to Paris to study photography, but she's also going to Paris to learn more about her mother. Um, cause she's like, why was my mother with my father? My father was awful and is now in prison. It's like, it doesn't make sense. It's jarring. So she has a photograph with a signature and a location in Paris and that's all she has knowledge about her mother. And so while she's there, she meets this um, French artist. I like artists. My, my first main character is an artist too. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, she meets this French artist who, you know, initially seems a little strange, but they become uh, an item. And then he, through connections, helps her figure out more about her mom. And the story does turn a little dark, but I, I promise it has a hopeful ending. Um, but overarching the trilogy as a whole is is this message. It's no matter what darkness comes into your life, it doesn't have to define you. 
and it will turn you into the person that you need to be. And that person can be hopeful. That person can look out positively and not um, have to regret what they've been through, but use that to become that ultimate person that they're meant to be. So it's kind of the overarching theme. And there's love and, you know, romance. <laughs> I, I like that overarching theme, though, because I think that um, it, it's a big message for a lot of people and they, they need that. I think they definitely need that. And you said that you're currently working on a project. And what, can you tell us anything about that or is it too soon? Uh, I, I can. Yeah, I'm working on a new romance trilogy and I have several short stories that are going to be in anthologies in the next two years. Um, but yeah, the romance trilogy is a new one. I'm about three quarters of the way through the first book at this point um and it's called the trilogy is called the hotel brisas trilogy and it takes place in cuernavaca mexico where i lived for a month um about 10 10 or 11 years ago and it's <laughs> the main one of the main characters is very close to me which is is a little humbling because she's not likable at the beginning <laughs> so being a little <laughs> honest um but she grows from that i promise and um but yeah she and this other woman who were studying in Cuernavaca go back home, but then they're like, let's buy a hotel there and renovate it and go live there. And, and this is something that my friend Terry and I did when we were studying in Mexico, where we walked past this hotel every day and we're like, we should buy it. We should make a bed and breakfast, this dream. But then we came back to the States and reality took over again. But this is the, what if we had done that scenario? Cool. And then once they get down there, everything is fictionalized, you know, beyond that. But the the onset of the book is actually my life, which is a little strange and, and harrowing. Um, but yeah, so I'm working on the first of that book. And the trilogy follows um, five women who are all interconnected through this hotel renovation. So it's the two Americans, one's in her early 30s and one is in her mid 50s. They like the mid 50s um, is divorced because of something her husband did and the mid 30s is recently divorced because of something she did and then in, when they get to mexico there's three other women some young some old some in the middle um who just get interwoven into this whole thing and it's all about their lives and their loves and where they go from that yeah that's very interesting you know it kind of reminds me of some of the stories that we've we've seen where women come together in the in the movies and you're watching each of their lives individually, but then you watch them all coming together and talking and stuff. So that that's one to watch. That's definitely one to watch for when it comes out. Uh, so, you know, we all start somewhere and then we get, you know, then we write more books, we write more books and we learn more about ourselves. So what do you wish you knew when you started writing that, you know, now, but you didn't know then? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I wish I had known then was um, to have confidence that I knew what I was doing. Because <laughs> for years, I just sat on it. My first book, I sat on it, sat on it, sat on it, not confident that anybody would care or anybody would want to read it. Because um, it was the story I'd started when I was 15. And it was like, oh, it, it, is it worth reading? Um, but now that I've completed the trilogy and people are, are reading it and commenting on it, I mean, I'm just seeing how much the story it just means to people and they can re relate to it and it, it needs to be out in the world. So if I had been able to tell myself that earlier, I, you know, I might have written more or something sooner. But again, the third book, I had to wait to become a different person to 
to write. So it's hard to say, but I, I would give myself that vote of confidence. Like you can write. This is what you're meant to do. This is what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And what advice would you give to another author for all the authors that could be out there listening right now? I mean, for, for newer, newer writers, I would say just continue writing. Um, the more you write, the more you're going to get good at it and the more you're going to find what works for you and what doesn't and, you know, what is meaningful. Um, and to all authors, I mean, I just say write authentically from you. I don't like writing just because I think it'll sell. That that's that's it it it's dissonant for me. Um, so I write what's meaningful to me in that moment. Um, it might not be necessarily what everybody's cup of tea is. I mean, I don't write fantasy because that's just not me. <laughs> but I, I like to read fantasy. But I just it's not my my genre to write. And it would be authentic, in, inauthentic to try to do that. For me, I like the heightened emotions of, of the romance genre and I'm exploring how people get through difficult times. Um, and so for, for every author, the advice is like, write only the books that you could write. Write from your experiences, write from your heart. If it's meaningful to you, it will be meaningful to somebody else. And that should, you know, take it and make it into something great. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can feel it, somebody else is going to feel it. Mm -hmm. I like that. Where can people reach you at, Victoria, if they want to read your books, get in touch with you, book you for a show, or just have a conversation with the author? Yeah, um, my website is the best place to go, um, and it is victoriajhyla.com. And it's uh, Victoria with a C and then J-H-Y-L-A.com. Um, that has all of my books, all of my socials, my email, contacts, everywhere you could buy everything. Um, it's fairly comprehensive. And I also have my editing services on there because I'm an editor. And so, and I have all the books that I've edited that are on there so people can see what genres I've, I've done for editing. Um, and it's, it's really, that's all my signing events are on there. It's pretty comprehensive. So yeah, my website is, is probably the best place to go. Awesome. And before we head out, do you have any final words, anything that you want to leave with your audience, leave with our guests uh, who are watching? Yeah, I mean, just um, pick up a book. <laughs> we really want, we, we, you know, writers, um, a book is just a piece of paper unless there's readers to interact with it. So, and that is essential. I mean, books are amazing. Books smell good, you know, but <laughs> Books are not just that. Books are also ebooks. Books are audiobooks. Like I said, I mean, my time is limited because I have six year old twins. And so, um, you know, ebooks are kind of my digestible form of books right now. But I think that's reading because I'm getting the ideas into my head. Um, but yeah, just, um, you know, give a new author a chance. You know, you might not always like it, but it's great, especially with indie authors, at least give one of their books a chance and then see if it gels with you if you like their writing style if something speaks to you and if it does you know then you have a new friend really so because i like to feel like I, I know the authors once i'm reading their books um and i'll stick with a certain author if i really just kind of something hit me in a neat way so yeah i like to to do that and um just keep reading reading is awesome and read with your kids <laughs> so 
Yes, I agree with you 100%. Read with your kids. I read with mine when they were small, and my daughter uh, loved reading. My son is in school. He's an English major with with a teaching. He's going to be a teacher, so he's following in your footsteps. Maybe somehow you uh, nursed him into being that way. (laughs) So thank you so much for being here. Um, Everybody, go over to victoriajhila.com. Check out her books as well as her editing services. If you are an author in need and she edits any of the genres, reach out. If you don't see the genre on there, maybe you can talk to her and see if that is a genre that maybe she just doesn't have up on her website, but she does edit. Because sometimes, you know, things just kind of click. But I agree with you. Indie authors are amazing. You can talk to them. Uh, Some of them will become your best friends. And always be able to reach out and talk to each other. So thanks for coming on tonight, Victoria. Don't forget to send me your children's book links. Because I want to check them out. Um, I love reading children's books. I'm a kid at heart. And sometimes I have a great niece and sometimes I like to send her some books. So she has a uh, bookshelf already that my sister, her grandma is keeping up to date with new books that I find and I adore for some reason, she's going to have to like every book that I like. So, um, (laughs) but guys, that is it for us tonight here on the author's porch. Don't forget to come back on Thursday for the bombshell book review. Also, we are currently accepting uh, books to review on the author's porch. Uh, Submissions are due by the 15th of August. Go and email us at the author's porch.com. If you would like your book reviewed for the the magazine and quarter magazine coming out the first week of October. We are accepting articles. The subject of the magazine is going to be youth authors, everything youth. So if you want to submit an article, it doesn't cost anything to submit an article. If you have something about youth that you want to write about, submit an article. Uh, we're, you know, trying to get this out to everybody because we believe in what we do here at the author's part porch, which is lifting authors up. So we are out of here for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being here each and every single week. And we will see you later on. Bye, Victoria. We'll talk soon. Bye, CJ. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.